Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back to Earth School. It's a joy to be with you this week again and thank you all for taking the time to to meet with us in this space and it's been a pleasure to hear from some of you as well about how this space is resourcing you and as we continue to move through these transitional phases in life and what the skies in a sense are offering us and what we're being shown within ourselves and um, we come this week to in a sense a little breathing point I feel or a little pause not even a pause more like just a you take a breath in and you take a long exhale out <laughs> and just to reorientate ourselves into where we're at at this moment because we've spent maybe the past month or even longer because in reality it's not even just for one period in time we get the opportunity to do these but we've been maybe reaffirming our values really getting in tune with what's important to us maybe even sitting down and acknowledging where we're at and with our self-belief our self-esteem within ourselves with what we're working with maybe even anchoring down more so maybe not into the productive side of it but more anchoring into the earth almost the ideas the visions the way you want to be in the world doesn't mean this has been built yet but it's sort of been percolating inside of you and finding little roots if you think like so this week we're just going to dive on in and see what's available to us, how you can work with it. And as always, I have the wonderful Bibi Dalman with me. Hi, Bibi. Hi, Rosaline. So I'm going to invite you, Bibi, if you wish to share sort of how do you see the energy that's present for us this week? Mm, yeah, so I think I totally, totally feel the similar, a similar way to what you described. There's a, there's a, a breath, a pause, a, sh- a slight shift, um, and I think it's really important to to pay attention to that, you know. I think the last few weeks and months I was like, you know, building a foundation, leaning into what's coming through for us. And in a way, this week reminds me more of like, you know, when we talk, talk about being versus doing, it's it's sort of like really trying on, you know, those those maybe the values that we set, the boundaries that we've explored and uh, and just not rushing ahead too quickly, but just really like easing, oozing into that. It's like you you pour yourself a really beautiful bath and now get into it and, and hang there for a while. So that's sort of what it comes to me. So there's a, in a way, there's a quickening up, but there's also a, a slowing down. And I think the quickening up comes as a result of slowing down. That sounds like just so oxymoronish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel it's like when, you know, when you go into a bathtub and all of a sudden there you weren't even thinking but there's a solution to your problem or there's that idea that comes through and you just pick up the phone you call your friend and things can just you know unravel so quickly so I feel there's there's that connection that the more we can slow down the more we can just like try on and really enjoy ourselves as much as we can there will be these these spin-offs I feel that then propel us forward. I think it's a really nice space to come back to some of those things we've mentioned in the last Mm -hmm. few episodes, you know, of finding that place of enjoyment, finding what really makes us feel content, what sort of lifts our energy upwards, especially Mm -hmm. if we're in spaces where it feels everything sort of dragging down or we're in the underworld kind of journeys, like even with life or questioning who we are, what's going on with ourselves, that we tap into that place of, you know, what makes me what kind of space allows me to tap into that sense of potential, that sense of possibility? Like, do you know, like, and if I was to sort of expand myself, what what would that look like, even just physically, even if I don't get a sense of what that might look like in my life? Do you know, like, because it's sort of that opening up of the self almost, like, to me, it kind of feels like, um, you know, like we can get so inward looking that the whole part, every part of us sort of turns inward, even the whole body turns down and nearly is gazing at the navel in a sense to use that phrase. So to me, this week is like, you know, how can I pull back the shoulders, lift up the head, open up my body and just feel what does that feel like in my system? Like, because to me, that's kind of the energy that's present is to get a sense of what does expansion moving outward without having to run ahead or even set things really in anchored places, but just to tap into that energy because I think sometimes that needs to come first before all of the to-dos, you know, so can mm. I just be in the space of allowing that that 
expansion, that movement, that vibration to move through me. Yeah, I love that. So sort of the image that came to mind as you were t- as you were talking there was, I grew up in in the mountains and <clears throat> I just after school or on the weekends we always like hiked up mountains and one of sort of the the key strategies always was when when something was getting a little bit arduous and hard and long you just you don't look up you just look at the mm-hmm. next step ahead, but then also at the same time, you know you know you climb up a mountain and the path winds and you keep your eyes you know at at that part that's right in front of you manage your breath but then every once in a while you come to a clearing or you turn a corner and there's just like this whole valley opens up and you see all these other mountain ranges like surrounding you and I feel it's it's that time you know we we worked hard on ourselves like the new qualities that came in and every once in a while there's like it's really important to not miss that view the clearing the opening because when something opens up in that way what is available to us is a complete and utter paradigm shift. So this idea that the expansion comes to us or works through us, it's not that we have to forcefully expand ourselves. And I feel this week has very much this ethereal quality, that very light quality of we are and have been already been expanded. And this week is like, you're coming to that little clearing and are you noticing that? And can you, you know, step into that and it's also it's always like surprising how tired you get hiking up a mountain and quickly you forget when you come to that clearing and that opening mm. you know and and from that different perspective you go oh it's like actually not that far to the top or whatever else you know where you're taking but there is a there's a shift in perspective from something that can be so arduous so hard so you know down the rabbit hole kind of work um one step at a time into this like full panoramic view that gives you a totally different idea of where actually are and you know there's always in those moments when you climb a mountain something opens up there's something usually I always find in nature anyway this awe inspire this it's awe inspiring right there's something like that surprises you that's like oh my god I didn't know how beautiful that was and I think this week there is an invitation to not miss the the little and the big things in our life that are awe inspiring you know it can be all of a sudden you might see your partner in a different way you know like we've been in lockdown for a long time we've been living on top of each other we had to figure things out as families and relationships and um you know and sometimes it can go into that end where you're just kind of trying and survive rather than thrive but I feel like this week is an invitation just to look over and go like how far you know you've come together as a family or you know how much love is actually there within the family or the relationship or the possibility or even within a job you know it's, it's these little things that you know where we invited to take something that maybe we've been taking for granted previously previously that we know see that with different eyes so it's both it's an it's a literal expansion that we see new possibilities but I think it's also that we see something new in what has already been there in a sense that could also be in relation to ourselves like mm. do you like something that I've maybe been carrying or something that I didn't re- maybe even realize I've been carrying it that I get to see it with different eyes like and maybe I get to see a, a truth in it or I get to see a deeper layer to it or a completely different understanding of it um, rather than just maybe what I thought it was like do you know if that makes sense so it's like you're, you're yeah. to me I kind of feel like it's a space to that something I've been carrying maybe reveals itself in a different way <clears throat> or yeah. I come into more of an honest sort of view of it and I get to a deeper truth of it which allows me then to be in a different completely different relationship with it but more than likely with myself mm-hmm. as well like yeah 100% it feels like there's like the word that came to mind when you spoke there was unraveling it's like as if something has been so tightly wound that we couldn't actually see what it was within ourselves possibly and all of those you know um the tapes or the the chains or the whatever it is you know or the blankets that have been over that light that kind of that have been pulled off or are being pulled off so to me it feels also maybe you sense a sort of a lightening of your experience you know I feel like there is a a stepping into the more subtle realms in a way within ourselves um which doesn't necessarily mean that all our earthly problems are just kind of Mm -hmm. vanishing you know it can be both you know but there is there is uh you know when we talk about this idea that 
you cannot solve a problem at the same frequency of thinking that created the problem. I think it's 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 that energy. It's like we need a paradigm shift. We need to look at something different. And this week, foreshadowing even for the next while and then into next year, there is there is that opportunity to see things in a different light. And to me, that is this this, you know, can you can you step up a little bit and see the top mountain mountain view and things, see the context and within that context, we might appreciate and value ourselves, aspects of ourselves people in our life, possibilities, but also the way doors have been shut in our face. When we see that from a different perspective, maybe we can gain different understanding, a different learning from that too. Mm. So Stephen, noticing, if we're thinking of sort of those sort of more etheric energies and all, Derek, even noticing the places where I feel them and how I experience Mm. them or what, what feeds my imagination, what feeds the creativity, what feeds that connection to source or whatever I believe in, mm. what allows me to be in that space more and to actually trust it and to work with it. That way, so it's not somewhere I go to escape, but it's something that can actually bring a completely different way of being into myself and my life and see things very differently. Like, because even that little analogy of the mountain, all like I think was like, it's like, to me, every mountain's a pilgrimage, like, mm. Do you know, like it's it's there's a whole story on the way up to the top, like, do you know, like and along the way you meet your trials, your tribulations, your challenges. You think you're at the top and then you realize, oh, sweet God, there's more. Do you know, like or but then you always meet helpers mm. on a pilgrimage. You always meet you had the random conversation with somebody and it, it blows your mind. Like, you know, somebody's very kind, compassionate offers out a helping hand to get you up the next step or somebody else comes and goes well I don't think you should be walking up this hill like you're not really well equipped for it you don't have the right shoes on you you know and then you get to go "Mm, that doesn't really feel really true to me I feel like I have to continue along this way and on each step you're you're growing you're evolving you're understanding your experiences more without analyzing it but you're meeting yourself the whole way up the hill in different ways like and I kind of feel like even the space here is to keep the eyes open for those places like you know within ourselves or in life mm. where we feel that little hand that compassion that kindness reaching out from ourselves or from somebody else and allow ourselves to receive it as well like because for so many people it's been so tumultuous it's been so fast moving things we think are certain aren't certain then we think it is and then it's not and they're changing and nothing's really fully anchoring I think for a lot of people either possibly like and where they think they might be going or what they feel they need to be doing so it's to allow ourselves to have that little space of having that compassion kindness but noticing the helpers whether they're of this world or of a different world Mm. like Mm. yeah because to me all of life in that way is actually a pilgrimage you know, and it, I think it's the times where we're being invited. I mean, not just these times, but especially these times mm-hmm. to to look at, you know, where and how do we draw meaning from in life as well? And how do we, you know, how do what do we think life actually is? Because like you, as I guess when I speak to people, there is this this often what comes up a lot at the moment is this idea of what's my dharma? What's my purpose? Um, you know, either in a, in a bigger concept, context or in, 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 in a job environment. And, you know, there are, I think there are many different expressions of your dharma. Um, it certainly isn't just one job. So this idea of purpose, what's my divine purpose? Why am I here? It's certainly bigger than your job. But it, I think what I found in the years of contemplating that idea of, of, of dharma or unique purpose is so much related to how I see the world how I see life and how I relate to that and so I can see myself my own growth journey spiraling up and you know and and maybe having a greater context and ever increasing greater context you know whether greater context or more into the subtleties and so the question is, from that vantage point that you've arrived now, after all the trials and tribulation over the, the last year and a half, but also really over your entire life. So at this point in time, how do you give meaning to life? What In what context do you see life? Is this something that we 
you know, we just exist here in a physical world or what's your own personal belief around that? And, you know, and there may have been even big shifts over the last couple of months, you know, to that. Um, usually when anytime human go, humans go through big trials and tribulations, difficulties, it, it usually is followed with some sort of shift in how we look at things. And so I feel this is sort of the beginning of a phase two, but it's an important week um, to not miss, you know, to not miss the, the paradigms that may have shifted for you, how you see the world. So in that way, you can't force that. It's, it's, I feel these sort of insights really come more easily the more you get into a relaxed state of being. You know, of course you can you can journal, but if you sit down and force the pen and the paper, you're gonna go into your brain state and go, where was I last year? Where was I this year? What makes sense? This is one level, and this is maybe a first step of working with it. But I think there's so much more these times offer, and I think using meditation, using breath work, using, you know, Reiki, all those different ways that you have access to to shape shift your state of being into a state of receptivity and openness. Um, these are the times to not use those concepts and tools in order to get more productive, but these are the times to really, it's it's for the, the state itself. Can you shift into that state and then stay, be in that state and be receptive in that state rather than going on, okay, now I'm being, you know, more productive or I see clearer, I can do all these other things much, much faster. We sort of sometimes miss the point in that and I feel yeah it's 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 a time to kind of reflect on perspective meaning how do you see the world and because this becomes your new foundation this is sort of the new normal this is the new um for now at least stepping ground that you step into you know and so sometimes we can be so used to our old ways of looking at life you know that we we don't even notice that's a pattern or something like that so it just you know the the cracks have appeared and through those cracks there are new insights new you know and sometimes those insights haven't even arrived at, at an intellectual level like they're very hard to sometimes communicate but maybe you feel that you relate to yourself in a different way and then don't worry about the words they they come in time you know or what does it mean for your job or what you're doing you know that that all comes but I think this is really a week to to really notice the light that's coming through the cracks I feel yeah, and I think it's um, possibly important to remind ourselves like it doesn't have to become our job. Like, oh, you know, like so when I have those experiences, <clears throat> it's possibly just for me and my not just I'm taking out that word just it's for me and my life. Like, you know, and I know I know when we get that hit and that sort of in a sense that awakening of also there's more to life than just the eat, sleep, repeat, like sort of job, like, you know, that I, I am actually an engaging participant in this here. And I maybe actually can take some of that power back and have some of choices and and how I live my life and lead my life and how I think and how I feel in whatever way it may be. Like, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to have maybe more joy in my life, Do you know, that we don't then go, well, now I need to go share this with everybody else. Like, yeah. That we actually just really sit and eat that cake as much as possible, you know, really be in it because it's the experience offered for ourselves. Like, do you know, like because it is like you get that boom and it's just like the whole world blows open. And then, but to me, it's like this is the time to remember it's initially like, you know, for ourselves, like, and then we can always bring it out. But it doesn't mean straight away I have to, because I've become awake to use that word does not mean I have to leave my job and throw myself into the chaos of trying to you know be a healer or be a yoga teacher or be whatever it might be like a coach or whatever it is that I get to explore what does the sense of connection mean to me what does a sense of connection something to bigger mm. or great bigger in a sense than me mean to me like how does it affect my dreams my intuition my instinct in my day-to-day -day life like mm. how does it affect my ability to be compassionate to myself and others to show kindness to others how does it affect you know the emotional emotions that run through my system do you know like never as a measuring tool but just as an because to me it's like if, if there's a space where there's going to be so much more awareness around our spirituality or connection to self and something bigger than us it's like, um, and this is not because, you know, we want to create a monopoly in, in the other side of the, in the holistic world, but it's like, don't go running into it, you know, like sit with yourself because it's such a beautiful space to be in and that gives you beautiful ground. And then if it is 
mm. your part of your path to share it like but also the purpose thing is like it's not a doing it's a being like mm. so it's even thinking like you know what is the quality that i'm here to express or qualities i'm here to express in the mm. world and then i can bring them through everything i do and not just when i'm in my workplace like and my purpose is not just my work that's one reflection of your entire being like so if I feel the qualities are love kindness or excitement or to shake things up or to be an expander or whatever it is you know you can do that in all aspects like oh 100% I think first firstly when it comes to dharma and purpose I feel it's always to be ourselves so in order to be ourselves, we have to also know ourselves. So, so much about this is really getting to know ourselves on a different level. And I think we've had a, a unique opportunity these last couple of months, you know, of knowing ourselves in a different kind of environment. I, I actually love traveling for that purpose because to me, at the time when we still caught being in a totally different environment, traveling was just the fastest way or, or moving countries and living in a different country was the fastest way to create a different environment that allowed me to see myself with all of my patterns in that environment. And and there was so much to learn and to see about, you know, reactivity and joy and expansion and contraction that I wouldn't have been able to see that easily in the existing environment. So even though we didn't get to travel this past year and a half, we had a very different environment that we were exposed to that we have never experienced in that way as human beings, also collectively. You know, this 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 collective <gasps> worldwide holding a breath in a in in quite a literal way as well. Um so there there is a lot there's a lot in there that you know if you pay attention even retrospectively that gives us food for knowing ourselves on a different level and i think the way i think of dharma is is like almost like it oozes out of you in terms of it's the vibration you hold most of the time it doesn't mean that you don't get to be angry or don't get to be mm. but it's sort of like do you know we even if you think of your friends every person has sort of a flavor right there, there's like a certain tone to them and then when they do some unexpected you go oh i didn't expect that of them well why well because it sort of seems something other than how they usually emanate into the world and so I think it's it's making that emanation in a way in ourselves more conscious, becoming aware of what we emanated, because we also emanate patterns and, and unconscious beliefs and, and all of those things. So I think when it comes to Dharma, it's like, I, like I love astrology for that. Um, it just gives you such a beautiful way when you look at a natal chart of all the possibilities and the potentialities that exist within you in seed form. And then to some of them, you will relate very easily. You know, when I'm in session with people, I go, I go like, yeah, I totally get that. I see that people always say that about me. And I, do you know, and I either love it or hate it. And then there's a whole other healing journey around, well, why do you hate <laughs> hate that part? And can we own that? Uh, or then, you know, I absolutely adore being in that particular way, but there's always, and it doesn't matter how many readings we've had, and like in astrology, like I don't even like, like like the idea of reading, like you don't read someone as such, you just help someone to understand themselves more. That's how I'm really looking at, look at someone's natal chart, you know, and then what is being activated at different times is then are these portals to understand ourselves more. So to me, the practice of astrology, as in practicing it for ourselves, understanding our, our birth chart more is actually a practice of dharma. It's a practice of purpose. Can I understand all the different nuances in a psychological level, on an energetic level, on a, an embodiment level? And then from that place, what you ultimately do as a job is almost then secondary. Because when you can step into that vibration, and this does not happen with one astrology reading. <laughs> <laughs> just the way it doesn't happen when you hit the yoga mat once off you know it's the revisiting of yourself in all different modalities but there is something that begins to emanate out through you and we see that because somebody can have the blueprint of let's say a nurturer that person's dharma does not have to be a nurse that person can work in accountancy if that if if they don't feel depleted by that but they can nurture every single person around them and they can be even in the office the person that just naturally has like the soothing touch to everyone so with with like we live in a western where we assume everything very quickly into into a job but to me dharma is sort of this 
where we consciously and unconsciously sort of emanate and then by knowing ourselves and become more aware of that bring that in a more conscious way breath by breath moment by moment into all into those moments where you rush into those moments where you're frustrated into those moments where you're at work and I think Dharma is not something I think that somebody can tell you what's your purpose. I think Dharma is something that in a way inchworming towards mm-hmm. it by following the breadcrumbs of what feels really aligned, what feels really, and not always easy, but sort of what vibes, you know, on the same frequency with you and in you. I thought it's a discovery, I think, over time. But at the moment, I think we're really invited to, to pay attention to that. Mm. And it's like, everything that sort of feeds from this last year and even before that there like but if you think as you said we haven't been able to go you know most of us haven't been able to go hop on the plane and head off somewhere and be expanded in that sense but we've all been called in possibly depending on whether we've been in lockdown or if we've been out working and all there like we'll depend on it but we've been called inward that's the internal journey like so we're navigating our inner landscapes and like we may have thought we got to see them all last year but then because if we're still sort of in restrictions and lockdown, now we're getting deeper and deeper layers. Like, but it's kind of to me, it's like we've been given an opportunity to actually maybe see things that we wouldn't have got to see in ourselves because we're so caught up in, in maybe doing and, and moving forward and growing, but maybe not growing in the direction of the sunlight that's actually calling us. Mm. And it would have been really possibly really nice sunlight. You were directing yourself towards us, the little flower going, this is it. This is what I'm meant to be doing. This is who I am. And then in this last year, year and a half, it's like, I don't know, like it was nice. But now that I'm a little bit more removed from it, possibly or had breathing space. I don't know. I think maybe I, I got to go try some different sunlight just to see what that feels like. Do you know, like, and to me, your purpose or our dharma, it evolves and it changes. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to allow ourselves that permission at this time as well, like to to give ourselves permission to explore and taste different ice cream almost. Do you know, like I've been eating chocolate chip for the last, no, 10 years, but now I feel like trying out strawberry or seeing what that feels like. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it has to be from the, the feeling sense. Mm-hmm. will keep guiding me like in that direction and even if it doesn't make sense mm. at this moment oh 100 percent. do you know because i don't think we're going to see it's like you're looking at the jigsaw puzzle and you're like thinking i think i know what this is going to be Mm-mm. but we don't so it's like you just allow yourself the permission to go through all the pieces of the puzzle lifting them up you know and nearly you know like tasting them experiencing yeah. them seeing what it feels like putting it back down going i don't know if i'll lift that one up again i don't even know if it fits into this puzzle but allowing that space for us, we've mentioned last, like in the last, like I think probably the first podcast we've ever done, but you know, like the, the curiosity, the exploration of mm-hmm. it, like, but also following the little crumbs that come our way, like, or the little doors that open mm-hmm. without us maybe looking for them or the little offerings that people go, can you help me with this? Can you do this? Do you know, like just following little things that call us or even the little things you're exploring at home in your garden and in your cooking. You know, because they're open up, it doesn't mean you have to use them for work, do you know, like of who you are, but they're open up parts of you yeah. that you might realize, God, that really actually feeds me. Mm-hmm. It feeds me at a level that I didn't realize was missing. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, so it's feeding the soul, feeding the spirit, like, and I had somebody recently come to me, ask me, you know, like, I need to figure out this, you know, is practicing Reiki my, my purpose, like, do you know, like, and I need to figure it out now, like, and I was just like, you know, if you just, and I actually did curse and I was just like, excuse my language, I go, but if you just let go of that effing idea of your purpose, I go, what's the next step? Like, yeah. they're like, you know, I just need to know if it's my purpose. And I go, what does that give you? Yeah. You know, control, a sense of I'm on the right path. And I was like, well, what about if you just practice it to see if you actually like it and like sharing it with other people? And they were like, oh, I never thought of that. I go, they go, because I don't know if I like it. I like Reiki for myself. But I don't know <clears throat> if I'll like it and enjoy it and will it really nourish and feed me by sharing mm. with other people. Like, So it's a practice and I, field. And I think there is something that we sometimes forget speaking from from a teaching yoga and practicing yoga and having taught other teachers from that perspective that um, teaching yoga is something different than practicing yoga. Like it's practicing yoga for you it 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 does something to your state of being 
when you step into the teaching position, the question is, is that even part of your purpose? So you may absolutely adore yoga, but is there in your fabric something about being in the teacher's seat, you know? Um, and I think in the modern world, it's almost, I mean, the structures of how we learn more about yoga is unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are classes and workshops. And then there is, if you want to really know more about it, you have to sign up for a teacher training because that's where the, the deeper meanings of yoga are being taught. Um, and then a lot of the times, you know, we get carried away and we're like, okay, maybe I do want to teach yoga now. But a teaching, if you think of it as a, as a job, as a as a, as a um, as a vocation, teaching something is something completely different to to maybe say performing or to um, you know like it can have a nurturing aspect. But is it really in your like you love yoga? Maybe maybe you just love to practice yoga and experience more of yoga and allow that to shape shift your state mm-hmm. and then have chats with all of your friends about yoga and you know it it starts to spread and in in that way because a lot of people go like I wish like other people get the benefit that I got from that and that's very valid and that's beautiful it comes from a mm-hmm. heart place you know but maybe. Maybe it's even just just maybe maybe your role in that is like maybe you wouldn't even enjoy you know because I hear that a lot in the transition becoming a yoga teacher is that a, the, the the hardest thing is to not lose your connection to what yoga gave you and I think it's 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 mm-hmm. similar for Reiki it's similar for for all these trans- transitions it's different to experiencing it to than to, to holding the space and um and to give ourselves that freedom you know but it's almost been projected that you are growth progression as a as a student is well at some point you have to become a teacher and and that is not true and the same for a lot of teachers there is then this progression put upon them that at some point they may have to own a studio you know that would be sort of the progression of or then have to do teacher trainings and I think we're in times where where all of those trajectories that were so ingrained they're all starting to dissolve and I think there is more Mm. freedom to also speak now, I was like, no, I've been practicing yoga for 25 years and I have this incredible wisdom and experience behind me, but no, I don't want to teach. And no, that's not selfish. You know, sometimes been solved that like this idea of, of course, Dharma is also how do I serve the world? You serve the world best by being authentically you. Mm. And we figure that out over time more and more, right? It's not by trying to fit into what society prescribes for you. So I think that is one tendency that I oftentimes see where we where I see people really harshly from a psychological point of view trying to figure out uh, what their dharma is and actually in a way potentially some of them actually moving away and I can see that you know when mm. people and feel really bad about it. when we have this conversation six months later and they go like I really don't like teaching I was like that's that's you don't have to feel guilty about that that's perfect that whole thing was another experience that taught you something about yourself and let's mm. just keep moving on like it's just there's no shame guilt around that at all but I think we're in a time I guess my point is where all of these structures have, are, are melting down so maybe the aspects within you rising now that were consciously or unconsciously within you suppressed because maybe as a society the way we lived we weren't allowed to talk about these things you know the patriarchy the 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 ingrained structures um maybe there are subtle awarenesses that you know maybe you know all the the clear clear audience clairvoyance maybe the aspect of you that all of a sudden that you like you really open up into that space you hear things you see things and we're moving into a way where you know that is not necessarily labeled anymore as weird and strange you know and so there there's a collective awakening into that as well so i think all of those structures what's right what's wrong what's the obvious next step as they're sort of crumbling i think the win in there is allowing ourselves to be a bit more playful and not having it figured out right away but exploring all those different possibilities and see what comes Mm. up yeah yeah it's like playing with who am i now and who do i want to be but without the full I need to actually get to that person. You know, I need to become that person. Mm. But as and if I let go of sort of the, maybe what I thought I was going to be or allow myself to tap into sort of a higher potential off it. Like, Mm. do you know, like it's sort of nearly, you know, if I was watching from source above, what do they see in me? Like that I don't even see that way. Or if they were holding a vision for me, can I allow myself to 
feel into that or play with that there without it being egocentric. Do you know, like, but that truth or that feels like, yeah, I feel like I'm being called just to, you know, grow into this. And it's mm. like, you know, that's the question. Like, what am I being invited to grow into? Mm. Because if we stand in this moment, we'll already get a sense of what's being sort of dissolved, what's being unraveled, what's being removed from us, what we're being asked to let go of still that way like you know we're in that we can see all the shedding but then we can also focus on what am I being invited in to grow to grow mm. into and can I get a sense of that of the energy not the labels of it you mm. know not the square box of it because I think it's still as we've chatted about this before it's like let go of all of that and actually go oh well for the last 10 years I've always thought or the last three years or the last six months I've always just thought wouldn't it be lovely if somebody did x you know, like, and maybe that somebody is me, like, you know, like, or I wish I had someone who could do X, Y, Z. And maybe if that's something you already experience and you do, then, or you're going, maybe I could be that person that you start on that trajectory of exploring that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like you're being informed by a future you, mm-hmm. informing the past, this you, present you, versus sitting in the past you, inform the present you. If that oh, makes I love sense. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know, like, so you're drawn on the future you who's moved through all of the challenges, who's gone on another pilgrimage, who's come back to her home in that moment in time with all of the learnings and the gifts and going, can I meet that part or invite that mm-hmm. part of my dreams or in my meditations without having to find her or see her or know what she looks like, mm-hmm. but can I allow her energy to speak to me mm-hmm. and be my guide? Mm-hmm. I think it's nice. I think that's just astrologically as well so relevant. I'm just looking <laughs> as as Venus, you know, conjoins the North Node collectively, you know, and then into currents. It is that that wave, the North Node, in a way, giving us insights of what we're growing into, you know, what qualities, what tendencies. So there's this, and Venus is like, you know, our heart's expression, our our deepest longing, our our essence in in from from that way if we wish and so there is that connection and you just described it so beautifully to be like magnetized by our you know our future self or that that energy of it Mm -hmm. yeah um and i feel there is also emerging and blending across different disciplines you know and for and I still am seeing the the purpose of, you know, appreciating yoga for what yoga does and appreciating maybe Pilates for what Pilates does and not necessarily blending it just because I feel like I'm running out of yoga posture. So bring some Pilates in, you know, um, or then some Reiki. And, you know, there, there is something about, you know, going deep in a lineage first to really explore that. But I also feel there is something very hierarchical about this idea of, you know, and I think it adds to this dilemma of what's my dharma, what's my purpose, where we look at the labels rather than the energy, you know, like I know what I feel drawn to when I practice and when I teach yoga. It's the very same thing when I work with astrology. It's the very same thing when I work with Reiki. It's the very same thing in human design. You know, it's it's like it's also the aspect that I'm drawn to when I have one-on-one conversations, you know, just in a coffee shop. It's 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 that essential. And for a very long time, I struggled with these different um, lineages and not wanting to be a blend of it at all in order to respect the depth, you know. And I think there is still value to that, to not too quickly blend and merge. But also, collectively and individually, we're all growing and our awareness is shifting and these structures were needed at some point in some place. But also notice when these structures are holding you down because this is what happens then, I suppose, with with yoga being considered just as the physical practice, right? Because everything else was a little bit taboo for the mainstream world. Uh, maybe thrown in a little bit of meditation because that had kind of a cool edge, but that, that was about that. When you did energy work, you weren't thinking straight off of yoga, right? When you were thinking of energy work, you were going into the energy healing arts. And so I feel there is... And I've seen that with people, like there's this compartmentalization of this, these experiences and these energies and they live within us, but they're not connected. And I feel these are times where 
it's okay to let those boundaries come down and go deeper. Like what we were saying, go to the source of thing and see what is uniting them all. And that is quite different to just mindlessly blending them. But I do feel there is an evolution of that. And I can see it in people like, you know, I see it in people who work with the voice and with mantras and with um, Ayurveda. And, you know, it, it's really interesting. And when you look at their expression from one and to the other, what is similar is still them and to me that is your dharma it's like allowing who you are to blend through all of those but also in terms of um receiving from all of those because i remember us having a conversation after our retreat which feels like decades ago it was only last year january and <laughs> um, the follow-up conversation we had around you know bringing yoga and reiki together in that experience similar not just to mix them but to go to to the core of each lineage and see what sort of what is the what is the common common ground there what is it doing to you in different ways and the follow-up conversation we had with people when they went back home you know they're like the reaction had like oh no I'm especially the yogis was like I'm doing Reiki and their friends were like oh, that's a weird sort of thing you know I had you down to be a yogi but not a Reiki person and then maybe the Reiki people differently is like oh you're just gonna what about the physical body now like that's so but it was just a it's an interesting experience and I think so much has shifted when I talk to people and see people that those that oh, that's weird these things are all coming down and I think that is inviting us and letting aspects of ourselves breathe and live that maybe haven't had maybe the room out of fear maybe rightly so um have no space to be you know um especially i'm thinking of the subtle aspects again and mm. um and just to not to not miss that within you you know um could it be could, could be so easily missed and it can coexist you know i just like I the first thing I would have always growing up defined myself as first and foremost practical and logical and I would have over the years nearly missed the intuitive hits that are coming in just because I'm grounded earthy practical what you're going to do with that and so it doesn't mean that you that I have to necessarily throw the practical side of me all out of board but what I've come to learn they becoming aware of both sides all the different aspects of myself is like what it does to one as it expands your inner life the, the dimensionality and how you perceive yourself and how you are in the world as a result and I feel this is an important portal now where we're stepping into that where we you know are off the earth but we're not just limited to the physical shape that we're making yeah yeah we're off the earth and we're off the stars and we're off every Thing that we can touch and see like and we forget that there because we get so locked in life and I can totally understand why we get locked mm. in the you know the one foot in front of the other each day you know like because there's the to-do lists and there's the responsibilities and there's all the other things going on like but we forget the we forget what we're made up of do you know like if you've been like and I've like if you've been with somebody who who has passed, and I've heard so many people chat about this in the last probably six last year, like, but even before that, there, like, but in the last six months, people I'm just sitting with chatting about it. When you've been with somebody who's passed, like, you sense and feel and know that that that, that is the last breath, without being trained and how do you know? Because there is a way to know it's mm -hmm. the last breath, like, without mm -hmm. any of that. And I mean, not people who are working in this field. People who are just living their lives and somebody close to them is leaving this world. Like, mm -hmm. and anybody who's experienced that knows something has happened. Mm -hmm. Something vital, alive, has left that space. So then we can go into heaven and go, well, what was that? Mm -hmm. And that's our, our spirit, our soul. Like, you know, like an even old, like, you know, somebody's mentioned about a hospital where they'll go and they'll open the window when somebody has passed. And these are like, you know, Michael, these are nurses, like, but they see life and death, both sides and everything in between all of the time. Mm -hmm. They open the window because they go, that's to let the spirit out, like, mm -hmm. Do you know, like, and these beautiful things that remind us that we're so much more than this. And I think sometimes when we remind ourselves of that, because we can forget even when we're in this field, like, of course, do you know, like, because life can get tough as well. But when we remind ourselves of that, I think it... It can allow life to be a very different playground to be in, like mm. that it's not me myself trudging through this alone, like mm. 
that I have help, I have access to energy and physical ener- physical support, but also energetic support or whatever I believe in mm. upstairs and around. Like, and in the, some of the work that I do, I invite people like you no know, to invite in their guides and helpers. You know, like because you're not to know and remember you're not alone. Like, and it's beautiful to witness. People who are like, I've just come here, like, I'm just trusting you, Rosine. I don't really, like, seriously, I don't, I don't really know. But, like, I like, I just, I'm going to trust you. So I just go play with me. Do you know, like, and when they call them in, like, for some people, that's the healing. Mm-hmm. It's not actually what they were, you know, it's the healing. And the witnessing of that was somebody, God, last year, like, was just beautiful by them mentioning one name. The healing that that brought to them to bring that name out allowed was beautiful mm. do you know like so and it's a real knowing then of I, i'm not alone mm. and then in those spaces where people are like i i don't i don't i don't i don't know like mm. i don't know what i believe in and there's nothing wrong with that either because then it opens up the potential that moment can be the well you have an opportunity to call upon a tree a place that's really special to you a pet do you know like something that you feel really supports you and that begins an opening as well, like, mm. which I think is it's I just think it's so beautiful to know that we're we're not bloody walking this alone, like, and this is not purposeless. Do you know, like, because it can feel like somebody's having jokes upstairs, if you, you know, like if you believe it upstairs or wherever you believe in, you know, somebody's just having the laugh, like. And I remember thinking that since I was like three years old, like, but we have this space now to really access those parts and be honest with ourselves, like, yeah, that I feel, you know, like I'm held, I'm supported. Mm. by things that I cannot see like mm. but I can feel mm. and not in the sense of feeling spirit but as in I feel it in my heart I feel it in my soul I feel it in my being like mm. I think I'm off on a little tangent there but <laughs> I had chills all over um but I think just on that note you know this this idea that we look at the world and either everything is magic or nothing is magic or everything is divine and nothing yeah. is divine and um, I'm getting those moments, I think I mentioned it before, in anatomy studies. <laughs> and the more we go into, you know, if you look at the fascia and like how your bones and cells are all working and it's like all of that is alive while we're having this conversation, conversation while you're listening mm-hmm. to this. I think this is always, you know, like when I teach, I teach sort of workshops or retreats that are they're called homecoming. And that's what I mean by that. That's not necessarily what's on on the workshop description, but there's Mm -hmm. a sense of coming home into yourself, into really seeing and feeling, having that felt experience. What does it feel even to have spirit in you, to be spirited, to, you know, because like what you described when we transcend and the spirit is leaving, well, are we even aware that it's here present within us? And you know and where and how do we how do we feel that you know and there's so many ways and it's it's also it's 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 no one's fault as such but collectively over the years we have created a a society where transcendence and birth have moved into certain settings they have almost like been removed from everyday society moved usually into a hospital right we're giving birth in hospital and we're Mm. usually transcending onwards in a hospital setting as well hasn't always been in that way and so Mm there is a lot of fear especially about the transcendence as well that has been because we we are you know we are afraid of that which we're not witnessing so much and so when that is happening in a in a hospital i don't have to think about that aspect i don't have to worry about that until it maybe hits me surprisingly early on in life because a friend or a family member you know that i didn't expect passes early or it is something that I have the conversation with when I'm getting older then, you know, at a certain age where I buy into, it's like, okay, this is sort of my, my last few decades now, I have a conversation and thought around that process. But other than that, that has really moved out of our awareness and, and same, we bring a slowly childbirth back into the home and back into, into the conversation even, you know. And I feel so much about our difficulty to relate to that is both on one hand is we don't actually have the linguistic tools anymore it's it's not a language we don't really talk about that much mm-hmm. and the other aspect is that it it doesn't it's not integrated in our society you know it's not 
it's not part and parcel of the of how we live every day if you think of what you do all the time that's where energy and awareness goes and so if you think of how where you get your coffees where you go to work what you do most days these are sort of you know um what we pick up and what we remember most because it's repeated the most in a way and so if you take a couple of decades and centuries of that you can see how we 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 started to live just on the surface you know and the surface i don't with the surface i mean just the world that we see and and they that creates also very real troubles like paying bills and feeding ourselves and you know and dealing with it the, there one does not have to negate the other they're all coexisting mm -hmm. but what i found is when i'm in touch with especially the transcendence but also like the birth and everything in between it makes my worries about bills and things like that it gives it a different context so it doesn't mean i never worry and never fearful but how i'm holding the fear and the anxieties and you know the the downtimes and depressions in life i hold them in a different context and i think that is the time we're going into as well as a really a real invitation to open up to to those aspects you know back into our love back into our language and it's beautiful to see the language around birthing you know especially what's happening in ireland at the moment but there are conversations around where mothers are having their children are they being supported so we're relearning the language and i don't mean just the language as in what words do we use but also the like normalizing that language you know that we all when whenever there's someone born into our society it affects all of us it's it's a collective joy and whenever somebody transcends it's affecting us collectively and to i think around the birth i'm feeling there is an integration there's an integration of all of us even you know i don't have any children but i can really sympathize with all the women that i'm that are coming up you know in ireland at the moment where i'm speaking up I'm like this feels like like they're my sisters you know this is affecting me this is affecting all of us in that way and we want to stand here together um and i think it's a beautiful first step and it's a very important first step that has been caused by difficulties as so often that's how we rise can we also start to have conversation around the other aspects you know that are transcending and the end but also what happens between the polarities of birth and death so this is the language of like the spirit like you said like i feel being guided you know i'm seeing the magic in you know on a pragmatic level even in my cells i don't know how my cells are turning around having this metabolism but it's happening in me you know how i am giving birth or how i'm part of a child being born if i'm the male person you know um in it like i think there is just so much magic so it's like it's an invitation to within the difficulty of life to also see the magic of it and allowing that to give us a different context how we actually live our everyday life i think that's um that's vital it's like the like lesson two to me it's just like it's all a spiritual experience 100 you know, like we might just see it as i'm given birth oh. but when you look at the pure energies of that Bef never mind just when like it's not that i'm giving birth now now this is the spiritual experience it's the whole initiation the rite of passage mm. and that's a massive chunk of life that we're everybody's missing like you know not just teenagers like every every age group that way like i've had people recently you know somebody asked me going like you know they're in their 40s going you know i just feel it's really time to honor my first period like what, mm. how do you do that and I was like well if you want I can guide you in that like do you know like because it will not be me giving you a ceremony it will be us co-creating a ceremony for you to move through that to honor that part to reclaim that part somebody else gave birth and after then we worked with their birth story to reclaim the power again like because so much power is lost and certain all of mm. those transitions like mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the same with death the death we you can work with the person who is passing, but death is for the people who remain like it's for the people who then have live and carry that and how they hold it. And there's no right or wrong way. And it's not about making it all easier and making it all so more beautiful. You know, it can be that, but it's not about that. But it's about all of the how they all inform us then and how we grow, how we mm -hmm. evolve, how we live our lives, how we can open ourselves to the potential and fullness of life, hopefully. 
Do you know, so to me, it's all the whole trajectory is just one big spiritual experience. But each of those moments, I think that's what we've forgotten mm. is that we have many deaths every day. Do you know, like when somebody's leaving a job, we just go, we go into the fear, but that's the fear of letting go. And that's a death. I'm afraid to let something die. Do you know, like, so we can go into all those beautiful, deeper layers. And I'm going to stop talking because I love all of that there. Like, but to me, it's just like, and I'm not in that airy fairy. It's all a spiritual experience. And forget about your bills and forget about, you know, oh, your no. relationship and just go upstairs and live up in that cloud. But it's like, can that bring me peace? Like, because I've seen it bring peace to so many people who don't realize it's a spiritual experience, but have had their spiritual experience. I know it is because I've watched it and I've seen it, but they don't have that language. But they've sort of come a full circle and are peace with what happened or what occurred. Maybe when somebody was passing or when they gave birth. And it's beautiful to watch. Like, mm-hmm. mm. it's. I think that's, that's sort of what we get to practice. Especially the next, I would say, two and a half months-ish intensely. Yeah. Um, astrologically there is Jupiter entering Pisces um, and both of those archetypes are exactly what we've been talking about the last hour or so Mm. Um, and it's like a foreshadowing and then Jupiter goes back into um, Aquarius until the end of the year and then in December it moves into Pisces again where it's gonna stay there stay there for a while so in a way, what we've been talking about is sort of the potentialities and the invitations for the next two and a half months that are then in themselves foreshadowing the next year. Right. So we get to, I love you, you said several times the word play and I, I, I really love that because, you know, Pisces, the water and Jupiter, there's a, a joyfulness mm. to it as well. And a joyfulness in not Pisces is not... You know, it's not Virgo. That's why it's on the other side of, yeah. of the zodiac wheel, you know. Um, so for all of us who like things very pragmatic and very specific, um, including myself here, this can be a stretch at other times, you know. Um, but there is this, you know, this joy that's been found by doing something for the sake of doing it. You know, if if a certain meditation gets into a certain state of being and like be there, do that. You know, if there's some of the work that we mentioned, a deeper work in that way resonates and you feel called to it, it's a really good time to start pulling out these parts and and, and, and call in support as well. You know, it's a it's mutable water, Pisces. So there is always a, a playfulness and exchange, you know, and I always think with mutable mutability on the different levels in a way is always holding hands or holding hearts or or just being present beside each other so knowing you have someone with you in that way and so there's an exchange that happens from that so I think um, doing that also in individually but also in community I think you know uh, and whether that's that's an official the moon cycles or the women's circles that are around you know whether it's in that shape or form or whether you just have a friend that you feel like vibes in the same way and you just stay close with them and have really good conversations about your experiences I think that having someone where you can go and talk about things that are beyond the boundaries that of the everyday I think is really really wholesome and helpful at any time but especially in this little back and forth transition mm-hmm. of Jupiter into and out of Pisces and back into um we've really been invited to I feel to to level up to to like the words that come to mind are like a refinement, but a, a subtlety, you know, it's like when you go from fabric to a, like a, a fabric that's a little more see-through, it's a little more, you know, feels lighter, that feels smoother, you know, it's, it's something, but that can also slip out of your hands, you know, in that way. But I feel like these sort of qualities are really um, there to be tasted and tried out. Beautiful. Gorgeous. So on that little note, we will wrap up for today. And thank you, Bibi, as always. Um, It's always great to sit here and have the chats. And we are grateful for everybody who is listening. Mm -hmm. We wish you a beautiful week ahead. Take the time to dream a little, feel a little 
and even maybe heal a little but step into that expansion and as always be kind and tender to yourself and as we've mentioned in the last few episodes if you've enjoyed the episode we'd appreciate you leave a little review or just rate it on wherever you listen to it it helps with the visibility and we deeply appreciate it mm. um, until next week have some fun bye see you bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by Rosie McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdallman.com and thethirstysoul.com. Thank you.